Anthony Ragnatalk, the premier prestige format limited edition podcast all about the greatest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor Ragnarok. I'm Anthony Carboni sitting across the internet from Chuck Wendig, who is just uh, is just bathed in a New Year's glow. I am. I'm like a beautiful baby. I just came out and I'm I'm glowing. Just a beautiful glow, baby. Pink cheeked. You know, Chuck, uh, mm-hmm. this is, of course, of course, the, the final episode. Somber, somber of, time for us. Uh, Chuck and Anthony Ragnar talk because we only mm-hmm. have five minutes of the movie left. Yeah. And I just I don't think there's any putting it off anymore. No. Um, but uh, before we get into that and we will get into it. I want to talk about we are now as this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost two weeks into the new year. I know, right? Almost getting there. Almost two weeks, and I feel as though there are people out there that already think they've they've goofed it. Oh, that's sad. They already think they've flubbed it. That's sad. Like, just skip I, to 2020? Just fuck it? Just, yeah. That's it? Yeah. I get this feeling. Yeah. And this feeling is social media posts from the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. From a lot of people around this time of year. That already feel like they've fallen behind. And I think it has something to do with, I mean, it obviously has something to do with the new year and resolutions and everybody wants to come out swinging uh, and make big changes. And I feel like that is, um, that is a pressure that we put on ourselves. And a lot of people feel like maybe they've already screwed that up. Boy, yeah, that's a sad thing. And that's a true thing. I think that people feel that way. Cause I mean, you come out of the holidays, right? You come out of this big kind of bombastic time you're just full of full of treats and joy and mirth and light and then suddenly you're kind of thrown uh into the frigid waters of of reality once again uh and and honestly it's like it's trying to you know start a car from a cold engine which is a bad metaphor these days because that's actually a thing you can totally do so you can absolutely do that some cars don't they don't even have engines anymore they have brushless motors yeah they do some cars are just full of like hamsters and shit and they just wind up and go some cars are trains. Some I don't cars know. are trains. Some cars are space spaceships. My cars some trains. Some trains are are automobiles. Some yeah. planes are boats. It's some transformer shit happening. That really is. What I'm is. Trying to say. Yeah, Bumblebee. Uh, yeah, We're no, sponsored by Bumblebee this Bumblebee. week. Bumblebee, such a such a fun movie. Bumblebee. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, it's hard because you like you're really coming out of this absolutely different time. Holiday time is like interstitial space and time. It's not synced up with reality at all yeah and uh you can't come out of there running you got to come out of there kind of kind of hobbling a little bit i think i think it's all about hobbling all the time i I don't think it's about hobbling (laughs) just just just, yeah yeah not just out of the holidays i feel like it's just always about hobbling and people don't get that like i'm not so i'm not a big subscriber to the ten thousand hours theory right Sure. okay yeah um but i am a big subscriber to the 10 minutes a day theory Sure. Uh, which, like, I think frustrates people. I think it frustrates people to know that um, you have to make big changes slowly, 10 minutes a day, yeah, 20 minutes a day, however long you have. I, I, think, I think we don't like to hear that. I think we like, we, we get this idea in our head. We know the big sweeping change we want to make. We know the goal that we want to hit. Yeah. And we just want to, we just want to be there. You know, just like if I run fast enough and furious enough with Vin Diesel. Yeah. If I I take a car and I throw it out of an airplane, I will do the thing that I want to do. I will do the thing. And it's it's 
And there are a lot of articles. I know everybody hears this. There are a lot of articles that are like, New Year's resolutions don't work. And here are the things you need to do to temper your expectations and blah, blah, blah. And I think we all know that uh, intellectually. We consciously know that. Uh, Emotionally, I think we're all very, very hard on ourselves when we can see, when we can visualize a goal in our head. Yeah. And just not fucking be there already. But that is a, a thing that is a problem people in general all the way back to basic childhood consciousness. Yeah. Right? I mean, like a kid who sees something, I see a video game or a comic book or a story. And I want to write exactly that way now. Yeah. Without recognizing that, like, you just can't fucking do that. You can't just be like, I'm going to cook a seven course dinner and it's going to be amazing. Award-winning dinner. Uh, and I can't, even if I were to start cooking today and I've never cooked a meal before, it would be a horrible miscarriage of food justice uh just because i wouldn't know what i was doing you just don't know we just don't know we're all like fumbling little baby people it's like that um there's not that ira glass video that came out a few years ago that i absolutely love that's about that's about taste right like you know that there's something you want to do because you have good taste yeah and and he applied it to to creative stuff right like you want to write music because you have very good taste in music and you know what good music sounds like and so you sit down to make music and you're like fuck me why am i not making music yeah my vision in my head does not match the thing that i just did yeah yeah Yeah. and i think it's even like it and it works on every level too Uh, it's not just for big creative endeavors or skill sets i think it's for I told myself I was going to run every day. Why am I not running every day? Why is it still kicking my ass to run every day? You know, yeah. just like all these little things. And um, the other day we were in a, uh, we were we were out at a restaurant and there was a kid who was just bouncing a ball sure. and trying to catch it. Yep. Could and not catch the fucking failing. ball. Yeah, my son cannot catch a ball worth Can't a goddamn. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't this do is it, like no. a this was like a six year old kid who was just like I'm going to yep. bounce the ball and I'm going to catch the ball because this rules physics nope. kept dropping it every time. Yeah, and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what's amazing is kids have no concept of the fact that like they're shitty at stuff. I mean, they kind of do. They start to get it though. About six seven years old, I've really started to see it. They, yeah, they start to get like this does not this isn't good. It's like, yeah, I know. And I don't know how to tell you that that's okay. It's <laughs> yeah. really hard to be like, yeah, no, it's actually very bad. What you did wasn't good, but it's good for you. It's a good for you to do that and to just fuck around. And like, there's this, you know, I really watch my son struggle with, he, he loves art and he loves writing. And it's, and you know, he compares it to all the things that either I make or that friends of mine make. And uh, he'll have these moments of like, when he is not thinking about it, he is in love and he is in finding this perfect moment of creation. But then when he starts to scrutinize it and compare it, he instantly is just like, well, this doesn't look like this. And I want to stop. And, I, you know, my I answers remember to him having are not, those feelings as a kid. Yeah, I remember that. My answers to him are not necessarily helpful where I'm like, well, I have 30 plus years on you. <laughs> so that's why. And he's like, well, I don't want to wait 30 plus years. That sounds like literal hell to a six year old. That's like, yeah. you just have to wait 30 years and just do this every day and you'll do it. And it's like, nope, I would just rather just go to sleep forever. That's just yeah. That. That's five. That. That's five of my lifetimes. Yeah, I no, can't that's a do that since idea. Yeah. Basically you just told me I have to be an old stupid man. But bef- before that kicks in and it does kick in for everybody. And, and it's, it's this like inner critic, inner comparative thing that is a big enemy. Yeah. But before that kicks in, like, Kid with ball has no idea it should be shitty and boring to spend six hours bouncing ball. Right. 
and kid with ball didn't catch it once and we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll try to catch ball. Yeah. And we'll do it for another six hours and it'll drive, yep. it'll drive their parents crazy. Their parents will be like, stop with the goddamn ball. The ball, the ball. take the ball away. Take the, ball, the ball away. away. It's like, Throw no, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce and catch this ball. That's the goal. Yeah. But here's um, the twisted part. Once that kid catches the ball, that is when his awareness of, I didn't catch it every time begins. Yeah. Why didn't I catch it the second or third time? And then begins that spiral of comparison and sort of like, you know, the push and pull of. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think there's like this, there are two things going on. Number one, spending six hours trying to catch the ball, which yep. is, um, you d- we don't have six hours a day to catch the ball. Most no. of us. No. And that's okay. But so arguably that, that sometimes our whole day feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six hours trying to catch a ball, not catching that ball. That was my day. I mean, that it? was yeah. my that was my twenty eighteen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But oh, like, yeah, it was everybody's twenty eighteen. Um Yeah, I think I think there's that. And then the other thing is the um like you're saying, like, why can't I do it every time? Like well, now yeah. that I can do it, I just want to be able to do it effortlessly whenever I want. But there's we we as adults are used to that effortlessness. Right. We walk, we talk. I can drive a car. Sometimes I can talk and drive a car at the same time. Can't walk and drive a car at the same time. Tried that Drake challenge, wound up running over my foot. (laughs) It hurt a lot. Um, Sometimes. And, you know, sometimes cars are boats. Sometimes they're boats. Sometimes they're trains. And boats are cars and trains are automobiles. That's a triple transformer, buddy. Um, (laughs) Sponsored by Bumblebee. We're not used to that anymore. We're not used to the to the failure to the failure in everyday life. And so when we take something on and we fail, it's like super devastating and we get really frustrated and we yeah. just want to watch TV. Yeah. So like my, uh, here's the thing. My um my son's class, his teacher asked me to come in and talk about writing, right? Uh and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome. I can totally do that." I you know, that'd be fun. I, I write all about, the time. I write all the time. I can talk about imagination and I just don't know if you, I don't know if you read Entertainment Weekly. Right, you but should. But I write all the there. time. I write all the time. And I'm people just in there. anticipate it. Page after page. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I would love to talk about that sort of pyroclastic fun of creation. She's like, no, I want you to come in and talk about revisions. I was like, these are seven-year-olds. They don't want to hear about revisions. And she's like, yeah, but they need to understand that things are not perfect the first time you do them. And I was like, oh, what a horrible lesson I have to impart. So oh. I went in and I like tried to you were make the jokes boogeyman. about yeah I was the boogeyman but I tried to make like toilet jokes and they were good with that but uh, yeah yeah sure yeah that's so yeah, it's hard I find, I, mean, even, I find that works with any audience pretty much toilet, <laughs> toilet humor nails it just flushing on down baby uh, but that you're right that is not that is not something that is in the culture that we that we talk about very much we we do talk a lot about. Um, we do talk a lot about wunderkinds. We talk a lot about oh, people God. who came out of the gate either either as a child and they yeah. they were already bouncing 17 balls and playing the piano at the same time. They have or, quote unquote talent. The worst yeah, word. Yeah. Or we uh, or people who oh, I didn't pick up a camera till I was 37 and yep. I won an Oscar at the age of 41. Yep. And it's like that's a beautiful story. That's usually uh And you go to hell. And you go to hell. <laughs> you but you go also, straight to hell. That story is a lot of PR, though. Like, yeah. oh, it is. Usually, when you hear that story, it's like, oh, I didn't pick up a camera till I was thirty-five. It's like, yeah, but what other things were you doing? Yeah, what other things were you doing that were building these skills? Um, and usually, it, it is something like, oh, well, I was, I was a photographer, or I was a writer, or I was a producer, or I was an actor, and I decided I wanted to direct. Or there's always, there's always something where it's like, I was doing something else that built this skill set. 
I didn't just pick up a camera out of nowhere. No, and even if it's not a straight A to B kind of thing, you know, we are the uh, cumulative uh, sum of all of the things we've seen and done and experienced and people we've met. And we've they've honed that person has honed a visual sense and a sense of uh, what they like to see and like to look at, even if everything they've done has not been a sort of a tactile, uh, literal movement toward taking photos. Yeah. Something they've done has gone there. They couldn't have done that 10 years before and probably couldn't have definitely done it 20 years before that. That's just who they are now. And that's where they where they hit, where they landed. And people don't really realize that it takes all of that to so, get there. And then, you know, and, and I think this and I think this is the flip side of that coin, which is like, OK, you, you get to a point where uh, you feel okay, I understand. I understand I'm not going to be a genius out of the gate yeah. here, but this is something I've always wanted to do, so I'm going to do it. Um, but then you get to the hard, crushing reality of, um, I don't have these 10,000 hours or whatever. I don't have six hours a day to bounce the ball. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to my job, and then I come home, and I want to write, or I want to act, or I want to direct, or I want to paint, or I want to make ceramics, or whatever the fuck it is I want to do. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't have six hours when I get home or I don't have six hours because of, of other commitments because of family commitments or, or I have physical issues or whatever. I just don't have that time. Yeah. There's a privilege in having that kind of time. And yeah, absolutely. And that's why you normally hear about these sort of things, uh, from younger people is younger people have a lot more oh, time. Yeah. And then when you get into your thirties and forties, you're like, well, I missed that window. So welcome. yeah. Welcome to the end of my life. Yeah, and that's the feeling, right? Is I missed the window. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I missed the window. Window's shut. The window's shut. There's there are the, all these people that are doing all these things, and they have all this time and money and resources or something else to devote to it. And I'm not there anymore, and I can't be there anymore. Right. Um, and that's where I always say, like, I don't believe in the ten thousand hours as much as I believe in ten minutes a day. Yeah. Ten like minutes a day, yeah. and ten minutes a day seems short, and it fucking is. Uh, and it is, if you're, if you're a practical person, you're listening and you're like 10 minutes, I can't write a novel in 10 minutes a day. I can't make a movie in 10 minutes a day. I can't do any of these things in 10 minutes a day. Um, no, you can't, but Uh, though, 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 I will tell you that you can literally write a novel that way. And 10 minutes a day, you can write, I figured this out. You can write, if you can write about 350 words a day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every day, even t- take the fucking weekends off. Go have a weekend. Don't even do this on the weekends. Just Monday through Friday, 350 words a day. You will have a novel by the end of a year. And yeah. that's, you know, most people write a novel every never. So that's already <laughs> a huge, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just first- that little, it's an erosive, it's like water dripping on rock, man. It just will slowly start to wear that down. Well, and that's the thing that the habit of it and the practice of it will begin to build the skill of it, right? Even yes. in 10 minutes a day. Um, if you look up anything about, uh, about working out or running or practicing yep. an instrument or anything like that, there, every trainer, every teacher, everybody says, I would rather have a student that can do 15 minutes a day than a student that wants to sit down once a week and spend six hours because because it's the practice of it that builds the connections in your mind or it builds the connections in your muscle or it builds the physiological uh, uh, strength that you need to make the skill. And it seems to be happening slower, right? Because if I sit down for six hours with my guitar, by the end of the day, I feel like I've done a lot of fucking guitar, right? You've like, d- yeah, you, you're all guitar now. Oh my God, I've gotten so much better in these six hours. And then I go away for a week 
And I let, have, yeah. have you? I, I let, <laughs> I let work happen. Yeah. yeah. I let, I let my life happen and it's don't worry. Cause Saturday is guitar day. And then yeah. I sit down on Saturday and I'm starting from back where I started before yeah. I'm relearning Cold it. engine, man, cold engine. It's a cold engine. And so that's why. And then the other thing I like about 10 minutes a day is, uh, you start to learn that you can do it, that you can practice. And then you start to find that 10 minutes a day becomes 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, and just it, like you slip into that pattern i found you don't yeah. even it's not even that you mean to you just extend it naturally because you're enjoying it and because you start to get that like it's almost like reading a book you're like just one more page i just want to sort of get just hold on one second i just want to do this one more thing and then it's five minutes becomes another 10 and becomes 20 and so forth yeah it's just kind of like it's like strengthening a muscle or just like loosening like a sweatshirt like when you yep. buy a sweatshirt and you're like mm, it's just, a little tight here but yeah. man i can't wait just gotta, Press the shoulders around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be so good. I'm going to break this jacket in and it's going to look so dope. Dude, when I started running, I started running a few years ago. And uh, I, the first day I ran, I think I ran a quarter mile and I was pretty sure I had died. Yeah. It's like I've never, I don't, I have, when was I, when did I run last? I felt literally like everything hurt. My body felt like I had inhaled fiberglass insulation. It was awful. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't understand why I wasn't immediate. Like, why couldn't I run a mile? Chris, I ran a mile in high school and that wasn't that just a thing you could do. Then I remembered it sucked in high school too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm up to like a 5k and it just is one of those things that literally took me years to do and that whole runner's high thing that people talk about. That didn't happen to me for like two years. And then finally one day I was like, oh my God, I can see Jesus and he's coming. And I'm not, <laughs> it's not because I'm dying. It's actually because he just wants to high five me. Well, and I'll say this, be the, the runner's high. Like I started running a couple of years ago as well. Um, because I was, uh, I was told, I was told literally by my doctor at the time, a few years yeah. ago, um, you have the heart of a 65 year old NASCAR fan. Oh, that's a good, that's nice. Cause that, that's a good heart, isn't it? That's what might, well, <laughs> it's a, nice, it's, it's a, it's good, a heart strong, that bleeds red, right, red, it, white, and blue. It does. Uh, it's a heart and, that and loves tr- American uh, sports yeah, and, and getting together with the boys and, Oh, getting together with the boys. Oh, How the I do pals. so love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like, hey man, you're you're not physically. I wasn't I wasn't really overweight. I was I did weigh more, but I wasn't like super overweight, and I wasn't like I don't know. I didn't have a. I didn't feel bad, but my doctor was like, "Yo, dude, it's bad." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay. You're gonna die soon. Yeah. Hurry up." He's like, "Let me let me hear about the the history of of your family with with regards to cardiac stuff." And I was just like, "Oh, heart attacks all the way back." He's like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" He's like, yeah. "Do you hear this? Do you yeah. hear this?" So uh, I started running too, and I used a couch to five k. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And when when I started doing it uh, a few years back, the like the the apps for it had just started coming out and it's great. Like it's literally you start with the babiest baby run on day yeah. one. Yeah. And eight weeks later you're running a 5K. And I remember thinking to myself in the beginning, like, why would it take eight weeks? Can't I just get it's 5K. They literally yeah. call them fun runs. Yeah. No. Why I've can't finished. I just do a fun run? <laughs> it's not a fun run. It's not a fun <laughs> not run. A fun, that's a fucking lie. It's running five K is huge. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You see pictures of people doing 5Ks and you see people on Facebook trying to like, uh, try, you know, trying to like collect money for their 5K and you're like, oh, everybody can run a 5K. It's like, dude, yeah. I couldn't run for 45 seconds. Yeah. No, I really, that's actually, I really was dying, just dying in the abyss of running. Um, but then eight weeks later, there I was and I was like, oh shit. Not only... In the beginning, I was like, shit, I got to take a half hour to run. When am I going to find the time in my day? When am I going to do this? I mean, one of the things that I think you find is 
there are a lot of not really, I don't even know if there's subconscious mental blocks. When people say that, I think they're giving it a lot more weight than it deserves. I think it's just you don't know how to fit what you love into your life because you've never had to do it before. Yeah, and we don't do a really good job at teaching people how to do that. Yeah. Like we really like to infer, you know, this sort of lesson into people that the things you love and the things you need to do, you just don't have time for them. And well, don't make time for them, you you lazy piece of shit. Like it's just a weird it's a weird <laughs> lesson that we sh- we shouldn't do that, but I Yeah, and I think I school I, is a place where we learn that. I had some really. You know, my, my mother and my father have very different philosophies. My my mother is a is a school teacher and has been one for years. And, you know, so she is very much like, hey, you know, sometimes the system sucks, but we work within the system and we try to make things better within the system. Sure. Um, and you do you do what you have to to get through the system so the system will listen to you and and then you can make these changes. My father is very much like, fuck you, fuck them, fuck your <laughs> fuck your rules. Burn it all down. Like like my like my father is an engineer and he has a PhD. And we know the PhD is real, but we cannot get a straight answer out of him as to whether his undergrad and graduate degrees were real. (laughs) Like he found a way to just like get in and get the fucking thing he needed. Right. He's that guy. But it's like it's pretty shady and things have backfired on him in a major way. But somewhere (laughs) in between those two was this idea that like, okay. There is a system and I and I need to work within it and I need to kind of do what they tell me to, but I also need to find a way to do what I love. Um, because people aren't particularly happy when they work within the system or completely outside of the system is that was the lesson that I found. Uh, that's a personal lesson. It's not necessarily true, but for me it, it was because it was very early on. I looked and I was like, well, both of them, both of them aren't particularly happy. They aren't particularly making the money they want. And I looked around and I saw like a lot of adults aren't making the money they want. Right. Sure. A lot of people aren't doing the things that they want and, uh, and they're not super happy or successful. Um, and they're still, and you know, and they're still not doing what they want. So er, very early on, I was like, well, you are what you do every day. And I'm just going to go and try to be somebody who's on camera in some, in some way. Cause there, there are people doing it. Surely right. I can do it. Right. right. I have no idea how, but I'm just going to try to do it. Yeah. Well, the democratization of the internet helps. Yeah. Just, and like, also, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, suckers. I'm look at me. Look at me. You can't um, pry me out of this <laughs> if you wanted to now. Uh, you know, I think if I had come to that realization now, at, you know, in my 30s, it would be a very hard one for me. Yeah. Um, it would be one where I was just like, well, it's what I want to do and other people are doing it. But I'm but it's that sunk cost fallacy that we were talking about in the beginning where it's like but how, how yeah. I'm so invested now. It was easy when I was younger and I was like literally not invested in anything. Right. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're 18, 19 years old or in, even, you know, in your early twenties, you're just like, well, everybody around me is broke. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? None of us yeah. are happy and none of us are doing what we want. Fuck you. Yeah. I do what I want. Yeah. Um, that's so much easier to say oh, before yeah. life you get, sets in. You get people depending on you and like bills. Yeah. So many bills, so many bills. They just keep coming like every month, every month. That is bullshit. Can I just say that? Some of them about a system. I don't even know what they are. I don't even know. I just see numbers. Here's the things that I know that I have to have. I have to have electricity and I have to have the internet and I have to, I would love water and heat. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess those are cool. You don't need as much heat where you are, right? Uh, Right? No. I, right now it was it was it's in like the 40s in the morning right now it, we're in the oh, middle really? of our, so that's what i was here it's our chilly 
it's our chilly couple of weeks. Oh, isn't I'm not going to pretend like it's not going to go back precious? to being That's nice, being beautiful uh, next just, week. Yeah, but nice. you know, there there are all these just little things, and and you you begin to feel trapped, and you begin to feel like there are things that require your attention, and this is where we come back to what we were talking about, which is like, fuck, I made a resolution and I've already fucked up. Yeah. Or I've made a resolution and I just, I don't even know where to start. Or I've decided this is the life change and this is the day to do it. Um, And I think there's so much, there's so much pressure on a day that we literally created. (laughs) Turns out we created them all. Turns out we created all the fucking days. We created all the days, all the words, all the processes. We created them. It's just all shit we made up. Hey man, it's January. January 1st is a fucking construct. You know what I'm saying? It's all just it's uh, like money. Let's all dr- drop some acid and fucking realize we're but not the, bound by but at the same time. time. Yeah, let's get free. Let's get free. But at the same time, it is a construct. It is. It really is. It's a thing someone made up. And you might as well pick uh, uh, February 23rd or yeah. July 17th. I think July 17th is the best day for resolutions. Yeah. It's reboot day. Uh, it's reboot day is what I call it. Um, so but we but it is good in that it's like, here's my day where I know I want to start. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, if it gets you like, here's the thing, right? We do this thing where we um, sort of codify and canonize and in some ways even entomb processes that mm-hmm. other people have done. And we assume that these pathways that they have taken or neural pathways they've created in their minds are like like a program that we could just fucking follow it and get success. And that's unfortunately just not one of those things we can do. Like, so, it's, you know, in the writing business, obviously there's so many people who want to sell you a way to be a best-selling author, a best self-publishing author. Here's how you write, uh, this book in this up, length and make it successful. Pick up damn fine story right now. On Terrible sure, right. See, that, <laughs> like out of all seriousness, like damn fine story is an evolution of like where I'm just like, don't fucking listen to me. I have literally a whole opening in that book. Like, don't fucking listen to me. Don't like, don't listen to me in the way that like I, you know, that I'm an expert. That's like right. really like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to just say a bunch of things and either they will help you or they will not. And these are tools you can pick up and be like, this is a useful tool for me in my situation, or it's a, it's a turd in my hand and I will just discard it. Why did you pick that up? It's a piece of poop. Don't do that. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, we got to stop sort of like canonizing people's processes as like, and that's really hard to tell people because they want a map. Mm -hmm. Like I just fucking follow the map. I go here and I fight the dragon and then I go into the cave and then I win the day. And it's just not the thing that, you do yeah it's less it's less uh it's less an adventure game and more a roguelike yes you know what I mean? really, definitely a roguelike that is an unfortunately apt metaphor for it's, all, it's all a of life. dungeon crawl right it's you a get a dungeon crawl that you keep dying and you just have to keep doing it again. yeah you get to level 14 and you hit a skeleton and you're like shit and then and the next time you start from level one again and all yep. of a sudden the skeleton is on level seven instead of level 14 and you're like shit, shit. Uh, and then the next time you get to level 14 and there's the skeleton yep. again and you get to level 15 yeah. and then you die. Cause there are two and skeletons then you die. and then you die. So um, many skeletons. But that's the thing is I, my, my father is definitely one of those people. And I know a lot of those people that are just like four, you got to read this book, the four hour work week. You got to yep. do it. Check out the four hour work week. And I was just like, man, the second somebody writes a book about something, it's done. You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah, did done. it. They did it their way. They wrote a book about it. And now a million people are trying the same way. And it's like a map to a roguelike. It's like, yeah, Yeah. the skeleton usually appears around floor 14. 
But usually for you, yeah, for you it won't. Maybe it's not a skeleton. Maybe it's a minotaur. I don't know. Yeah, this is what know. I did. You're dead anyway. Is it different for you? Like you can't buy a fucking you can't buy no. a strategy guide with maps of a roguelike. Like it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is you can read four hour work week and be like, well, what is this guy doing? Uh, yeah. It looks like he is he is figuring out like systems to automate different things in his life. Okay, right. well, what is this guy doing? Oh, well, this guy is teaching a way to actually like speed learn that works for him but there are a couple things in here about studying that i didn't know and now i can study better um because one of those things that you that i think the journey is about is kind of just figuring out what your own weaknesses are because i think we believe that we have a great idea of what our weaknesses are because we're hard on ourselves we really are yeah absolutely Uh, but we really have no idea what our weaknesses are usually Um, um like talking about process and stuff so like you know blackbird's the first um book i had published out uh i tried writing that book for five years i was like you know i just couldn't finish it i would write it and write it and write it and i would just never be able to get this thing done and i was like an old person lost at the mall i just didn't know why i went in there and what i was looking for and suddenly i was at a fucking yankee candle and uh so i just <laughs> kept trying this over and over and over again and i would get the 75 percent mark in the book and it would just kind of unspool like a ruptured testicle and then i was out i couldn't finish it and so I, uh, I did what any novelist would do in that situation, which was I won a screenwriting competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, that screenwriting competition was with a guy named Stephen Susco. And uh, Stephen's uh, expertise is to uh, adapt pre-existing material uh, from, you know, uh, the page, comic book, whatever, to the screen. And so basically I was cheating. I was like, I'm I, I going to win this screenwriting competition and I'm just going to cheat to get him to help me finish this book. I was like, we're going to, we're going to just like cheat and skip all that crap and use the, uh, the screenplay as a way to jumpstart the book and help me understand it. And uh, he was kind of cool with that. Um, and turns that he, he grew up around here. And so we, we had a lot to talk about, but the first day he was like, you're going to, you're going to outline. And I was like, Oh no, I don't, I don't fucking do that. That's, that's something you Hollywood types have to do. Like us novelists. Like we just fucking talk to chipmunks and shit. Yeah. 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 And, uh, he, you know, so, I just, like, stare, no, I just stare at I just, an Underwood typewriter until yeah, I just stare at it. I go to a, I go to a Starbucks with my typewriter. I bring my, just, I pull my typewriter out at the Starbucks yeah. and they know me. They know me as the typewriter guy. And I, uh, typewriter guy, it's like me and Tom Hanks. <laughs> and, uh, we just, we just huff Oracle vapors from the sewers and we just, we, we trip out and write brilliant books. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I don't do that. And he's like, well, how's that working out for you? It's like, oh, okay, good point. Yep. So I, you know, I, I, I sort of bit the belt and they did the training montage and, you know, ran up a frozen hill and punched fire or whatever it is you had to do. Uh, and like two days later, like two miserable, shitty, awful days later, in retrospect, easy. I had like an outline for a completed novel, something I literally had never done. I had never conceived of the end of this book. Suddenly I had it. And, uh, and so I learned a thing about myself that I had to do. And so whenever I tell that story, people infer the wrong lesson and I had to start correcting them. They took the lesson to be, you have to outline your books. And I was like, no, the lesson is, when your process isn't working, you have to smack it apart and try something new until it does. Yeah. Like I just, I just didn't know a thing about myself, a weakness. Like you're talking about, that was a thing. I'm a pantser by heart. I want to just get down and just write the crazy book in my, in my dreams. I just want to ride that yeah. unicorn until it, till the cliff's edge and see where we fly. Uh, but I would just fall off the cliff and die every time. And I well, needed just, something to change that. Yeah. I'm the same way where it's just like, um, and it's, it's probably a bit, probably a bit, of of my ADD and probably a bit of some, some other stuff, but I'm very much like, no, I got to go off the dome. I got to go off the dome. And (laughs) you know, here's what's up. I'm pretty good at going off the dome. Yeah. You can get pretty far going off the dome. Right. Um, 
but there are certain things where it's like, you got to sit down and you've got a plan. And I remember when I, it was when I was working at discovery and I was put in charge of, of doing all this, all this games content. And it was like, no, you've got to, you've got to know what you're doing. Cause you've got to, you've got to crank out 10 of these things and you can't just go off the dome and have a bad day off the dome. Yeah. Like, or you can't, you can't yeah. just come in and be like, well, I'm not, I don't have anything I want to talk about today. It's yeah. like, well, that doesn't matter because you have to put two videos out today. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love, that's why I love the idea of the 10 minute process. That's why I love the idea of, of like national novel writing month and things like that, that are just like, Hey, if you do this every day, you're going to find the chinks in your own armor and yeah. you're not going to be as sensitive about the chinks in your own armor. Because you're right. going to keep hitting them every time. You may get frustrated by them, but like you will begin to recognize them. Um, yeah. And, but it's also important to realize, especially in something like National Novel Writing Month or um, whatever, again, that process is, that everybody's way of touching that is different. And that writing every day is not always writing. I mean, it, it, it often is because otherwise you're not literally progressing the thing you're writing. But sometimes writing is thinking or planning like we're talking about that outlining is still a component of our research but then you also have to know when i was talking about this on twitter today you also have to realize when a thing has become like productivity porn or just procrastination for it feels super productive like i know people who are like they want to be writers and they spend years like plotting a novel like it's a world building i'm like you basically created a DD manual by the way not a novel yeah also that's awesome you should publish it it's great but it's not a novel uh you just do this thing where you just kind of like but it feels like you're moving in the correct direction, but you actually are kind of just spinning in circles and just yes. making this path for yourself. That's not a functional path. Well, and that's one of those things where like, sometimes we like, I like buying folders more than I like putting things in folders. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I yep. like school yeah. supplies more than I like going back to school. Yeah. I got a lot of empty journals that I think I'm going to do a lot with them. Oh, so many journals. S- so many Moleskines. Yeah, Moleskines. Moleskine. Hemingway's yes. notebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Hemingway's notebook yeah. was, I don't know, whatever the the fucking napkin on whatever fucking bathroom floor he was vomiting in at the time. Yeah, yeah, but probably. I'm sure he owned a moleskin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a literal, a literal moleskin. Everybody owns a, skin a moleskin. Mole, <laughs> shot it with a shotgun. <laughs> made his own shot it with book. a shotgun and yelled at a woman to skin it for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and wrote sparely about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is like, we love the idea of self-improvement and we love the idea of, of doing the thing, getting ready to do the thing that we love. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to kit out this little corner of my house and now that's the writing corner. Great. You should have a space to write. That's super important. You should have a space. Protect your time, protect your space. Absolutely. You should have a place where you feel comfortable and safe doing the thing that you love and only the thing that you love. But hey, once you put out the little post-it notes and the three by five cards and you got your little bins and everything, maybe you don't need to like dust and then rearrange the bins or it's, it's that thing. Um, Doing anything new comes with friction. Doing anything new comes with mental friction, with physical friction, with emotional friction. And um, something that I have learned as a as a dude who is is medicated for attention issues is friction is your mind's uh, is your mind's cue to switch. It's your mm, mind's cue to switch to something else. So you're yeah. writing, you're writing, you're writing. You're on a good clip. Shit. 
Is this something this is this something I want this character to do right now? Do they want to yeah. do it or shit? Um, I was drawing this, but I fuck. I don't know that this pose is totally off. What do I do? Oh man, if I just wash the dishes and come back, yeah. There's a lot of slow. There's a lot of slow cooker stuff. There's a lot of yeah, but sometimes just slow cooking things in your head. But all there's the time. but there's also just a lot of like, I I notice that I only want to clean when I'm creatively stuck. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I only want to clean when I'm creatively stuck, and creatively stuck can mean anything, right? Yeah. Like that's the other. That's why people also I think wind up giving up and getting frustrated is they're just like, I don't understand. I'm sitting for two hours and trying to do this. It's like, well, are you, or are you sitting for two hours? And then all of a sudden, shit, I got to email that guy back or shit. I got to organize my socks or shit. What was the name of the guy who played the second Darren on bewitched? I'm never going to be able to write until I'm able to figure this shit out. Second Darren, you curse us all. Second. It was, uh, Dick York. Dick York. It was Dick Sargent was the first Darren. I'm not even, why am I even old enough? I'm not even old enough to know that. No, um, no, but here we are. But that's, that's another reason why I like, why I like saying two things. It's okay to start with 10 minutes a day and it's okay to miss a day. Just don't miss too many days because what's going to happen yeah. is 10 minutes in the beginning is maybe all your brain can do. It's all my brain yeah. can do with anything new. Um, yeah. And that's how you're going to learn the difference between that slow cooker stuff like you're talking about and how you're going to yeah. learn uh, the difference between that slow cooker stuff and the stuff that's just your brain saying, this is hard. I can't do this. Yeah. It's interesting because there's a, uh, there's a really tricky line and I don't know how you identify it for people. I don't know. You can't tell somebody what this line is for them because it's theirs. It's theirs to, de- to define and to identify. But we, we talk a lot about self-care and self-forgiveness and those are super, super, super important. You have to be able to forgive yourself. Or like you said, a day where you didn't do the thing or a couple of days where you didn't do the thing or you're sick, take time off. But at the same time, you have to try to be hard enough on yourself to recognize when you've committed only self-care. You're just like, <laughs> I'm just self-caring for six months. I'm just forgiving myself for not working. And you're like, yeah, but you're literally just never <laughs> doing the thing. I had so a really gotta, hard day in 2015. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah, just all day <laughs> for all 365 days of that day. It was hard. Uh, and that's, you know, at the same time, that's also okay. But you do have to sort of find the time to be like, that year was a fucking, just a shithead of a year, and it's time to move forward. Yeah. The goal is that sort of move forward. And to me, it's always stressing like a game of inches instead of a game of miles. Yeah. It's always just that, like, you're going to just crawl forward. Just crawl forward a little bit and be happy that you've done it and uh, forgive the rest. I always... I always kind of relate everything. And I mean, you have to find the personal experience. I think that is the hook that makes this click in your head because otherwise you're just reading the four hour work week. But, um, you know, I had a, I had an, I had an injury when I was eight, 17, 18 that required physical therapy. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's too much karate. It was, you know what it was is I was just, I was attacked by a bunch of two by fours and I just chopped right through them. And then somebody started throwing cinder blocks at me and I was just spin kicking them. And, uh, uh, that that takes a toll on the body. It takes a toll on a body. And what finally happened was, uh, somebody rolled a tree, an entire redwood down a hill at me. And that's where, uh, that's where I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. That's still the only way to defeat you. That's, that's my, That's your weakness. You got to know your weaknesses. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a a golden age green lantern. It's just wood. Wood is my. Wood just wood. (laughs) wood If you had armor made of wood, you'd be able to stop me. Um, But no, learning physical therapy 
um, and physical training, the idea of I can't do this. It's like, okay, we'll do it one more time. Yeah. All right. But just one more time. Yeah. Just one more time. Instead of 10 today, we're going to do 11. I can't do 11. Just do 11. You did 10 yesterday. Yeah. Um, that's sort of where I learned the difference for me between my brain saying I can't do something and actually not being able to do something. It's only direct. See, here's the thing. I'm using it as a metaphor and as a lesson, but it's only really directly applicable to physical things. That's the feeling, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, of course. You have to learn what that is for mental stuff on your own, and that's even harder. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's even harder because like, when your brain gives out, but your bicep keeps going, you can still do a curl, right? Yeah you don't know when your brain is telling you you're you're done and it's just saying it so you'll go eat s'mores and go through bandersnatch one more time you know there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it but you got to learn to recognize it and you got to learn and you got to learn like you're saying to be to be okay with it to be okay with the fact that your brain is your as a whole you are you are your friend and your enemy you know yeah, oh boy that's true like literally every minute yeah there's like this component of like you know that whole eat the elephant thing one bite at a time it's like you just like with writing and with creative stuff i always just try to enforce with people just like just touch it just just touch it in the day which sounds salacious but i just mean go and put a word down if you can't you can't put a page down you know it's a paragraph you can't put a paragraph write a goddamn sentence you can probably manage that at the bare minimum um just something just touch it you could be like you could be like hemingway and write that baby shoes thing in your moleskine shoes thing in your moleskine but no that's the thing is like you have to um i'm not a big fan of like of like these systems and these like i said the ten thousand hours or the gtd and this stuff i think you i think you need a certain amount of organization in your life but what you really need the only thing i really love about those systems is they give you a way to go back and go like be a bookkeeper of your own life right and so if you are one of the one of the ways that i start something new um like last year i started learning uh i started learning japanese because i know i'm going back to japan in april and i want to be able to talk to people right right that's good so that gives me a deadline which is great love a good deadline uh, and it's tasty, tasty deadline. It's an external deadline. It's not an internal deadline, which internal, yeah, deadline, internal deadlines are bullshit. Internal right? They're deadli- just softest pudding. I got to do this by tomorrow at three. And then tomorrow at three comes on. I was like, well, uh, I'm not promoted, but I'm not firing me either. Like <laughs> high five. guy. <laughs> so like <laughs> it gives me a bit of a soft external deadline. Uh, yeah. It gives me a goal. I just want to be uh, conversational enough. I don't have to be fluent. I just want to be able to get around Japan and do transactional things. Um, and then what I do is I just like, I mark off, you can get an app that does this, or you can get a calendar for your wall, which is always really nice because you get to do the big red X with the, with the Sharpie. But I just, mm. every day I do the big red X with the Sharpie. Yep. Did whether it. I did, whether I did 45 minutes, whether I did 10 minutes, I did it. And then if I do it for a month, then I start paying attention to how much time I'm spending, right? Then I then yeah. I don't just write down the red X. Then I write down how many minutes I got. I did. I did 10 yeah. minutes today. I did 20 minutes today. I didn't do anything today. And then I look back over a month and I go, and you got to do it without being hard on yourself. But you look and you go, is this more time or less time than I spent? And why? Right? Because yeah. more or less doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. No, sometimes you find you actually spend less time and are more effective. Yeah, it's more about just building the habit and looking at it and being like, oh, well, I did less because 
shit, I'm just getting better and I don't need to do it as much. Sometimes it's like that with a skill, right? Like I don't need to practice my guitar for 45 minutes a day because I'm not a professional musician, uh, but I've been practicing for a year and I can play a lot of the songs that I love now. And that was kind of my main goal. Great. So done. Good job, me. Great. I can take it down to 15 minutes a day or I can, you know, or three times a week or whatever. Uh, And then sometimes you look at it and you're like, well, I spent less time than I did last month. And I also, and I feel like I'm not learning as much as I need to be learning. Okay. Well, now I know that I need to spend more time, but Hey, I'm not going to fucking yell at myself. I just look back over the month and I saw that I spent a lot of time and that's great. I'll just try to spend more next month. Yeah. And that's the key to that self-forgiveness and self-care thing. It's not always about the self-care and excusing what you (laughs) haven't done, but it is about looking back and being like, well, whatever happened, it happened. (laughs) I can't. I don't, as yet, time travel does not appear to be a thing. So I, 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 the only thing I can do is move forward. I can fix that shit and move on. Do you, um, do you, is there a, is there a voice that your coach has in your head? Like a, what, like a, like, hit the showers? When like I have, of? yeah, like I have a, I don't know. I have a, co- I have kind of a, I have to divorce myself from myself sometimes. <laughs> oh, I definitely do. Yeah. I've got like a dad voice. My dad's voice is in there and that's. It can be good and it cannot be good. Yeah. Dad voice is tough. Like I, yeah. I, you try to stay away from dad voice. At least I try yeah. to. Um, yeah. Like my dad was super like a, just do the work, shut up, do the work kind of guy, which is useful at times. Um, but uh, not always, <laughs> not always useful. <laughs> like finding out what that work means is a different kind of thing. Um, and, and embracing that is useful. Um, when I was, when I was probably, probably up until I was about twenty twenty five. Uh, I think the voice in my head was literally Peter Parker. It was, it was, <laughs> that's kind of nice. Yeah. It was like that's the eighties sweet. Yeah. It was like, at first it was the eighties, Peter Parker from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Sure. And then it turned yeah. into the nineties, Peter Parker voice from the, right. uh, the spider man. <laughs> but it was, it was like, it was like that Peter Parker voice, it, which actually is, is not a great voice, which I think is why it's dropped out because Peter, the Peter Parker voice is going to tell you that you're covered in a, in a block's worth of debris and you have to get yeah. up like you yeah. have to, um, you have to. Peter Parker is yeah. not into self care. <laughs> no, Peter Parker is bad at self care. Yeah. Maybe you were bitten by a radioactive Peter Parker and that's why you have Maybe. that voice. Now it's yeah. kind of like, I don't, I don't have a name for him, but he is very much like a, um, he's almost like a doctor, like a doctor light, like mad scientist <laughs> kind of character. Sure. Like a, like sure. an anime, like an anime professor. You know, yeah. <laughs> I like that anime. Yeah, yeah it's just good. he's got a white coat and he's got frizzy hair and he's just like, well, it's like you're really you're really meeting your potential. Like, but you got to you got to try just a little bit harder or like, hey, you're being too hard on like he's becoming more of like an anime mentor professor right. guy he's lecturing you with love. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of like the guy that I need It's kind of like you got to figure out the, the voice that you need and try to only yeah. listen to that voice. I think I think we all need a little lecturing with love. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I don't want to listen to my internal voice. My internal voice does not uh, does not know what's best. And like yeah. you said, dad voice is great about half the time. Yeah, yeah. It's then it's a broken ladder. But I do. I, I, I do have this kind of Dr. Light character now that is kind of like, well, you didn't do it. Do you know why you didn't do it? It's like, yeah, I know why I didn't do it. It's like, okay, I know Dr. Light. It's like, I'm sorry, Dr. Light. I'll get the next robot master tomorrow. I was just made to be a janitorial robot. I'm not supposed to be fighting. He's like, but were you, don't you have potential? Don't you have more potential robot? than that? I believe in you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's tough, man. It's really tough. It's re- There's this, uh, you know, one of my like internal voices and one of the things I like, 
it's the like it sounds like the worst advice you can ever give anybody but it I, it's served me very well uh in in my day to day and in the larger career and it's that you need to give less of a shit Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you need to like everyone always talks about like their fucks and their fuck basket. My field lies fallow of fucks or that has too many fucks. Yeah, I mean you can't have no fucks. We talk about that, but you really can't have no fucks. Like certain things you can, like if the world's getting you down, just fuck it, fuck it all. But I mean you can't, like you have to have some in there. There gotta be a few. Why fucks. you're here? You gotta be a few fucks in your. Otherwise, fuck why are you doing it? Why you need those to eat whatever it is you do with your fucks? Yeah. So, um, but like if there's too many, listen, that that's our advice burden. for 2019. You got to eat those fucks. Eat those fucks. <laughs> Hashtag it. Eat those fucks. <laughs> Done. Done. No, we just solved everybody's problem. But you're right. There is a uh, there is, and everybody talks about this, whether it's athletes or for me, it's it's kind of a performance thing where it's like there's the paradox of caring the most and not giving a shit how it turns out right that's where you got to be and that's why yeah, that line and that's the other reason why i love the 10 minutes a day and i love things like national novel yes. writing months or i love just doing like improv jams where it's like you just go to the theater and fuck around wherever yeah. the local theater is whatever their open night low is pressure low pressure you got because if you do that every day it becomes like it becomes like making breakfast when yeah. I burn oatmeal because I'm not paying attention, I don't fucking throw the pot across the kitchen and scream at myself and yell at myself because oatmeal was what I was trying to do. And I fucked up the oatmeal. Like, I don't do that. Yeah. If you do that, yeah. you should be doing more than listening to a podcast. You should. Uh, you should see some. There's some other no, stuff. Like I, but, I used to. I don't mean exactly yeah. that. But like as a, when you're younger, I found myself getting a lot angrier oh, at of basic failures of course and then larger failures were like a cascading avalanche of like why why am i so bad yeah but you need to get Ugh. to the point where whatever this thing is that you love that you're trying to do whatever or or if it's not even if it's not a thing that you love even if it's like i gotta work out i gotta get in shape i gotta do whatever for this year um i gotta be cleaner i gotta whatever you're trying to do if you turn it into a daily thing when the skeleton kills you on level 14 it, it won't matter to you as much because you've played a no, hundred really thousand won't. times and you're going to yeah. be like, oh, next time I'll beat the skeleton. I know exactly what I did wrong with that skeleton. And it was fun to do and it. It was fun to like, do I it. Was, I just fucking did it because I liked it. And next time I fight a skeleton, I know I'm going to put my shield up. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, listen, like, I, you know, autonomous functions are difficult if you think about them mm-hmm. too hard. If you care too hard about breathing and sleeping, you will. You're going to have like if you right now podcast listeners think really hard about your breathing you're gonna be like oh god i'm like no god i can't what am i doing i'm doing it wrong does it go in in out or out out 15 people a year die thinking about how to breathe and we just killed five of them it's crazy now it's crazy don't just don't think just don't think too hard what's crazy is i don't have any guilt about it no you know no, that's probably a different podcast. That's a though, different podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but we're sorry, no, people. yeah, it's, it's how do you say my wife and I love to love to do this thing where we look at each other and we ask each other how we say words. Like, how do you say milk? And it's like, fuck yeah. you. Because then like you're yeah. like, milk, I don't know. Milk, 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 milk. It's a dumb uh, word. And I, I never say yeah. it. I never say it. Shut yeah. up. Like, no. yeah. that's the thing is like in the beginning, anything new is very conscious right and your idea of where you want to be is the farthest thing from conscious right if you're picturing yourself as fucking that poster of michael jordan the art of the dunk poster right or you're mm. picturing yourself as like prince up on stage playing a keyboard at the same time he plays guitar he's not God, thinking about either 
No. Right? And like, he's not thinking about either because he got to the point where he was just doing it so much every day. Yeah. And just like the person who picked up the camera at 35, just like the person, you didn't see all the work that they did before. No, it was the same. That's, you just saw the little tiny iceberg peak sticking out of the ocean with the massive frozen beast beneath yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that the reason we love experts and people who are exceptional is because so few people are exceptional. <laughs> like, no, it's true. Yeah. We forget that. We just look at it and we say we want to be it. And then we just think, like, I'll just be there. Um, yeah. And so, dude, like with I tell people I am a failed novelist and they're just like, that doesn't make any sense because you've got like, you know, a bunch of goddamn books out. Yeah. And I was like, no, but I mean, I have been trying to do this since I was 18. So I have more years spent in fucking it up than I have in succeeding at it. And I think that's good. Like, I think that's I mean, you know, we teach kids and adults even that like failure is somehow a negative. But I'm like, failure is just you've just built a hill of things you can climb to get the thing. It's just you've just that's how you succeed is by screwing it all up. It's just a, you're just and learning. It's a pile of skeleton bones. Yeah. Just climb those. Con- bones. Climb those bones and eat those fucks. Eat 2019. Done. 2019. We just solved your shit. <laughs> Think a lot about your breathing. Think very hard about your breathing. If you take one thing away from this podcast today. Yeah. It is that you should always be thinking about breathing. Are you doing it right? You don't know. I don't You've know. You've probably been doing it wrong this whole time. Is this how you usually breathe? Is this as yeah. deep as you usually breathe? Should you yeah. be breathing Both shower? nostrils do that? Does that nostril whistle? Is that cancer? I don't know. It feels like it's Could coming out of one nostril nope. more than the other. I feel like yep. I read somewhere that that's normal, but I got to go to WebMD. Excellent. Uh, that's how you solve all your that's problems. That's how you solve WebMD. all your problems. Hey, if you're ever writing or drawing or doing anything and you think to yourself, I got to go check WebMD, that's actually your brain trying to sabotage you. I can yeah, say that's your brain. That's yeah, that hates that's you. That's a brain. clear cut one. Sometimes you have to yeah. wash the dishes. You never have to check WebMD. Never, never. I was a kid and we had a fucking Reader's Digest medical manual oh, no. in our house. <laughs> and, uh, it, and the whole book was flowcharts. And they were flowcharts that identified a question about your health. And it moved down the flowchart, asking you a bunch of questions about your health, and inevitably ended up in heart attack, cancer. <laughs> oh, sure, some sort of That's, rectal polyp explosion. It's the only, and everything only was like, oh, you, you have a little, you have a light cough, you're dying. Dead. So I, I developed many years of uh, hypochondria thanks to you, Reader's Digest medical oh. manual, you son of a bitch. My brother, my brother, the uh, the brilliant heart surgeon, uh, oh. it, it tells me a story all the time about um, first year, second year in medical school. Uh, everybody is sick all the time and everybody thinks yeah. they have everything because everybody yep. turns into a hypochondriac because you learn so right. much about the human body. <laughs> yeah, it's like the nocebo effect. You're just like, I have yeah. it. I've heard of it. You're just I like, have it. I have a straight, and then, you know, you come out of it a doctor and their doctors care less about their own health than I think anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm dead already. Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> but it's all, I mean, and even that, it all comes back to it. Like everything is hard and complicated and, and tough in the beginning. And if you can just do it a little bit every day, if, a little bit, just touch it. If just, yeah, just, if you can't eat, if you can't eat the whole fuck, eat part of the, fuck, it, a nibble, the nibble, fuck. the fuck a little bit every yeah, day. Just pick one until fuck that fuck g- is gingerly gone. out of your fuck basket <laughs> and just, just nibble it like a little, like a little squirrel. Um, and like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is very conceptual and very like, Oh, you feel it and you know it. And like, blah, 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 blah. Like we're yeah. fucking Mr. Miyagi or whoever the, mm-hmm. whoever the really racist version of Mr. Miyagi was from Remo Williams. But like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Remo Williams. But like, look, if you feel 
12 days into the new year, like you're already fucking up. Number one, you're not. And number no. two, even if you are, it's okay. Yeah, you probably are. I am. We're all, we all we are. all are like, in some all, way. I tell people like with imposter syndrome and shit. I'm like, we're all imposters. None of us know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, just and it's good. Go with that. Like, don't don't be upset with that. Think to remember it. that it's entirely possible that you're fucking up in exactly the right way. That's, That's exactly it. Nailed. Perfect. You, well said. You are fucking up in exactly the right way. We believe yeah. in you. 2019 is going to be your year. Don't be too hard on yourself. And I say that as somebody who is hard on himself at a professional level. <laughs> um, we did not get to the last five minutes of Thor oh, Ragnarok today. See, we fucked up. We fucked we, up. Right? We really fucked up. Um, we, we, that was our resolution was to finish Thor Ragnarok today. And did we? I promise no, we next week. Uh, next week. Next. Final episode. Week, people. Final episode. Into the new year, we're, we're getting. It we're going to get it done. We're going to finish this up. We can't have any of these loose threads hanging, hanging no, from twenty eighteen. So many loose threads. Uh, but hey, if you have anything you'd like to say to us about Thor Ragnarok, I mean, this is a Thor Ragnarok and only Thor Ragnarok only. podcast. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. anything you want to say about about practice or skill or things that you've learned or things that you've tried or how you stick to things or well, Thor fucks up a lot. Yeah. Thor fucks up literally all the time. Thor fucked up yeah. for like four movies before Ragnarok came out. Right, right. He only did yeah. it right once, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can let us know any little tips that you have or any little things that you're going through. Uh, number one on Twitter. Twitter's a terrible place, but we're there. Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare uh, I'm realm. at A Carboni. I am at Chuck Wendy. Or you can email us at grandmaster at ragnatalk.com. And uh, we will see you next week for the very last episode of this very podcast. Final, definite, definite, final. All right, Chuck. I love you, buddy. I love you, man. Have a good one. Me too.